0: john from packers blitz and i have a new podcast dairyland frights with my co-host megan and brooke we're going to cover some of the spookiest and creepiest paranormal tales in the midwest so if you don't listen to my new podcast dairyland frights you're chicken hello packer fans you're listening to packers blitz with my co-host andy the podcast uh done by two diehard Packer fans who survived Packer football in the 80s and lived to talk about it. This podcast is dedicated to all our Packer fans out there. So Andy, uh we won.
1: We did. <laughs> we beat the Packer. Victory. Packers. victory. Uh, That's that positive is mentality. Our. Yay. Yep. Uh, so yeah. why don't you t- kick off here? Welcome happy fi- Packers fans. <laughs> yes, to welcome Packers happy Packers fans. Happy, happy, happy. Yep. It's yes, our, uh, so
0: we've won. Uh, Christian Watson it looks like the real deal. But Andy, what episode is it? It is our what episode number?
1: It's our fifth episode. And, uh, and I just wanted to say, John, that... Uh, I wrote out some of these things not to get too sentimental or whatnot, but I'm very (laughs) honored to be able to talk about our favorite football team. I just am the Green Bay Packers and not just because they won today, (laughs) but they're still our favorite football team, win or lose. Uh, It's a great, this is just a great forum for us uh, to give Packer fans some information, some thoughts, some insights, it's also very therapeutic, especially this That's, year during the 2022 season. Yeah. Uh, in a great mood, you're in a great mood, and there's a reason for that. We're doing it right after the victory, just uh, not more than a half an hour hour ago. So, yeah. Um, excited to be hosting with you, uh, good buddy. Yes, and, um, here. We are finally putting our platform <laughs> broadcasting degree to some good use uh, after over, MP, over 30 no. years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then uh I just wanted to thank the the best fans in professional sports, the Green Bay Packer fans for for listening to us. So
0: Yes. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you Packer fans. Uh you know, we're building this podcast and we we really want you to be a part of it obviously because it's something that you really don't hear a lot most of the time you hear from espn and all the other big guys they're usually ripping on the packers they but they don't understand what it means to be a packer fan and to really live and die when they win and lose and everything so hey yeah you're talking
1: you're sorry to cut you off john you i mean you're it's funny because i talked to you i i listened to colin cowherd Uh, all the time and he, he rips on the Packers all the time. And uh, I do respect a lot of what he says. It's very interesting. And he brings on some really good guests. So there is some value. Um, but he does tend to not be a big Aaron Rodgers fan. No. Or He's a done. big Packers. No. Um, yeah, I can't give him... He uh, can't give the Packers too many kudos for even when no. they win. So we'll see what happens uh, when I listen in on Monday to him to see what he says. But the, you know, I hope he with says Colin something Cowherd positive.
0: Is he thinks the Packers should be winning Super Bowls every year? Well, yeah, that would be great. He doesn't like Lafleur. He doesn't like Rodgers. You know, even when uh, uh, current players and former players come on, Colin Cowherd. And they say, Aaron Rodgers is a great leader. He wants to win. He hates losing. He knows he makes mistakes. Again, Aaron Rodgers is my boy from listening to this podcast. Everybody knows that. But what he doesn't understand is, like, for example, I was watching a little bit of the Minnesota game today. The Jets should have won that game. There's no reason the Jets shouldn't, they should have lost, okay? Okay. And I, any Viking fans listening to this, look, you guys are one and done. If you make it to the NFC Championship, Philadelphia Eagles are going to throttle you. I mean, you don't even have a chance. And if you do win on the off chance, hey, reach out to me. I'm wrong. I'm 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 more of a man than Cowherd to admit it, <laughs> even though he does his right and wrong stuff. Yeah, whatever. Um, he so does. Let's get the. To- Yeah,
1: he picked Minnesota, though, to win the division. So, of course, when he, you know, he was right on that one. You got to give him credit for that. But we'll bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. And then to follow up, just, I mean, he'll bring on Greg Jennings, who isn't a great. No. He. I mean, Aaron Rodgers uh, got him his big contract. So, I mean, come on. And uh, Greg Jennings uh, does not talk always favorably of no. Aaron Rodgers or the Packers. No, he doesn't. So, so no. of course, he brings him on <laughs> here and there. So, of course, kind of interesting. J.
0: Michael Finley was nothing good to say about Rodgers. And even though Jermichael Finley was a prima donna, everybody knows that this guy was a heck of a talent. He should have been a Hall of Famer. But he was just so much of a prima donna and couldn't stay on the field. That's him. That's not Rogers. That's you. So look in the mirror. That's your problem. So, so okay. John, do
1: we have any so, uh, Packers news and notes? I yes, guess. we do. Anything you've got for for us? Yes, we I was, do. I was going to talk a little bit about Christian Watson, but yeah. So just briefly, but we, or try to.
0: And I saw that, but we forgot the biggest news of all. Who is the most winning? winningest, is that a word, organization in the NFL. Who is that, Andy? It's
1: the Green Bay Packers.
0: It's the yep. Green Bay Packers. We now own the record as the most wins in NFL history of any other team.
1: And so against go, the Bears, too, I think. It was like it 104 wins. Yeah.
0: And by the way, the two teams who have the most people in the Hall of Fame are the Packers and the Bears. Okay? I think the Bears have one or two players ahead of us but we'll crush them. Uh and we'll have the so at pretty soon we're the we're going to have the most players in the Hall of Fame, the most wins by any team in the NFL and we'll, other kudos. Now, Super Bowls, we still have four. So we don't have, you know, the I believe the Steelers have six. Um who else has six? Um
1: Probably San Francisco, or San San Francisco has got to be up there.
0: Oh, and my favorite team in the world, the Patriots. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we have seven. So anyway, so that's my news. Winning against the Bears uh, was really uh, exciting today. Um, And just watching the game, the ups and downs, what we're going to, uh, I'm going to turn it now to my good buddy, Andy, to talk about Christian Watson, because he definitely is becoming a fourth.
1: Yes. We definitely have to mention him. That's for sure. So, uh, Packy Packers, sorry, Packy Packers wide receiver, um, Christian Watson, our rookie wide receiver was named NFL offensive rookie of the month for November. Yes. It's significant because he's only the third Packers rookie to do so. <laughs> Sam Congato, love that oh name, my God, that's Sam a Congato, yeah. November of 2005, and then Eddie Lacy in October of 2013. So he's only the third to do it. He caught 14 passes for 289 yards and six touchdowns. Of course, that's increased. This was just in November, and now he has – actually eight touchdowns. I wrote seven touchdowns, but I didn't add the one that he uh, had another running one today. So he added two more today. That is more than Tyreek Hill, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Mike Evans. So he has more receiving touchdowns than any of those three. So that's great a great accomplishment. And this has just happened in the last few games, that, and he's yeah, already surpassed them. He's just the eighth NFL rookie to post six plus receiving touchdowns and at least one rushing touchdown in a season since 1970, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So then uh, (laughs) according to uh, Wes Hotchkiewicz, hopefully I got that right, Packers.com digital reporter, uh, Christian Watson has had at least one touchdown in the last three games. And now it's actually four games. And has posted multiple TV uh, TD receptions of at least 50-plus yards in the same season. He is the first Packers rookie to accomplish that feat since Packer great wide receiver Billy Houghton in 1952. I knew Billy. Me
0: and, he, he and him used to hang out together. Yep. I'm not that old.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling old too, John. That's for sure. So... um yeah, so so he's just been been awesome and uh again setting a lot of records, isn't he? So and then uh according to Aaron Rodgers, uh he's playing with a a lot of confidence. This is a quote from him. He's playing with a lot of confidence. He's catching everything and he's being consistent and it's fun to see. So great words from Aaron, Aaron Rodgers after the last game.
0: Yeah, so let me just add something with that. So, I think it was last month sometime, people asked, uh, reporters asked, Hey, what would be your decision in coming back to Aaron Rodgers? And Aaron Rodgers said, Well, one would be the development of the rookie receivers. So, I, I really think Christian Watson turned his head. Romeo Dobbs, we'll, we'll see if he comes back. They might shut him down for the rest of the season. But if he comes back, I, I think he had a decent uh, showing. And then, um, help me out with this, Andy. Uh, is it Tumarai? What's his name? The, the kid from the Ture? basket? Ture. He yeah. showed that he could be um, trying to think like a possession receiver or maybe he could stretch the field a little bit more for you you know who knows you know the kid's got to s- step up a little bit more but once he, i think he learns the offense a little bit more i really think we have a nice balance and we're going to be drafting <laughs> pretty high in this draft probably top 10 ninth. depends on nine No,
1: it's it's ninth as of as yesterday. of right <laughs> okay so
0: uh,
1: as of today it might be we, a little bit higher yeah
0: yeah unless we go unless we go a little bit and win some more. Uh, we got to be careful of that because, Andy, do you remember a great running back for the Detroit Lions called Barry Sanders? Do you remember oh, him? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. Just do like Walter rem- Payton, he used to rant, run all over us all the okay, time.
0: So, people, if you don't know who Barry Sanders is, go to YouTube, watch his highlights. You would not believe it. He's my favorite running back of all time, even though he played for the Lions. But one thing and we, we could have drafted him. Correct, Andy. So what we did—that's another show. That's for another show, John. Yeah, we'll talk about in our draft thing. But what we did was we won this game. I don't know who we played, to be honest with you. I have to go back and look. But we won the game, and if we would have lost it, we would have got Barry Sanders. So I kind of was going. And the funny thing is, Barry Sanders would have been playing with Brett Favre. Could you imagine? barry sanders brett Favre, and reggie white on the same team how yeah. many super bowls do wow. we win now i mean we're winning probably at least two if not three right and that would have
1: and john that would have lengthened his career too oh yeah you could quite you a could bit because he, he uh he got sick of losing with detroit so yes. he retired yeah, a he retired. lot earlier than anybody expected him to yeah
0: yeah so anyway Let's be careful. No, we don't want to lose. So I'm not saying that, <laughs> just to make it clear, Packer fans. Let's tank. What I'm saying is, is right now we're at nine. We'll probably stay at nine. However, there's some really bad football teams. I figured out in the entire NFC. Now check this fact out: the entire NFC, all 16 teams. There are only seven teams. Above 500. (laughs) Seven teams above 500. The rest, most from uh, NFC East. There's only one in the NFC North, the Vikings. There's uh, two in... uh, No, I don't think there's two anymore in the the NFC South. And then uh, NFC West, I believe there's two or three. So it's not really... (laughs) What well, you would say a great year for any imagination when seven teams or possibly six teams are only above 500. Cause I know Tampa Bay, I think Atlanta lost today. So I think they're under 500 and then Carolina and new Orleans, they're under 500. So I think that whole division.
1: Yeah, they, they yep. They all are in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's actually leading the division and they're under 500, which is pretty Tom sad. Brady.
0: Tom Brady. You know what? <laughs> Let's go to game review. So I'll start out. Uh Andy has more facts and everything, but let me go really quickly here. Uh first thing is, I don't know what to do with Joe Barry anymore. Uh, and the reason I say that is because <laughs> we had two interceptions today, but uh, it's Justin Fields, and it's a terrible bear offense and a terrible bear defense, which we were making look like they were. A winning team at one point which really really made me mad you know because I was like who's this rookie um I can't remember the kid's name because I was just like some walk-on guy who was running people down on the Bears defense and they were holding every every play they were holding our receivers for the most part I'm sure Andy will bring that up and yep. really <laughs> really what it came down to was we're just slightly better um than them at this point in time. Uh so that's really how we won. And then you'll talk about Christian Watts and all that good stuff. Now, here's one thing again that will blow your mind, and this is scary. The Bears salary cap room over a hundred and ten million dollars next year. They literally, <laughs> literally can buy a championship team. So that, to me, is really scary, having over $100 million to spend on players. That means you can go out and get two defensive studs, maybe three, three or four offensive studs, and immediately, immediately, your offensive line is one of the best. Your defensive line could be one of the best. And they, by far, have the most money to spend. So. That's why I'm enjoying it now because we don't know Aaron Rodgers' future, we don't know the future of Aaron Jones and some other players. So right now it makes it even more fun to say, "Hey, <laughs> we beat you again," and hopefully we can continue that. So really, my observations are, I don't know what to do to Joe Barry. You know, we had a couple of turnovers and we had some pretty good play, but we're still struggling against below-average teams. And if you, you know, we should have shut the door really with them. Um and we didn't until later in the half when Justin Fields really had to and that's the thing with Justin Fields, the same thing with Jay Cutler back in the day. Once you put pressure on him and you say you have to run down the field to to win the game, it's over. You, you know they're gonna it's like Charles Woodson used to say about Jay Cutler, it's the same OJ. So, it's kind of like, it's the same old Justin. So, anyway, those are just my basic observations. Uh, Andy, why don't you uh, give your key observations for the game?
1: Yeah, so, great uh, victory for the Packers. A win is a win. Uh, 28-19, I believe, was the final score. And uh, you can use this, John. Winning is a great elixir, isn't it? So... (laughs) Yeah, some of my observations were I was surprised Justin Fields was active and played. Uh, shows how tough he is. Uh, Trevor Simeon, I believe his name is, was placed on IR, so he would, didn't even suit up. And uh, so he has an oblique injury, but doesn't really matter anymore because Justin Fields played, Aaron Rodgers played, uh, not Jordan Love, like so many were calling for this week, which we will get into later. <laughs> so quite a bit of that chatter this week. Uh, The Green Bay defense pretty much had no excuses because Devondre Campbell was back. He was in. He's our defensive uh, leader and signal caller. And Fields was supposedly not supposed to be able to run (laughs) at full speed, uh, which was kind of surprising because of his issues with his shoulder and everything else going on. But you would never have noticed, you know, figured that out, at least in the first half, huh? And then there were really, there's really no excuses for the uh, Green Bay offense playing the Chicago defense, which isn't very None. good. And uh, Chicago's uh, back end, uh, their cornerbacks, defensive backs, or whatever, have been ravaged by, inju- by injuries. Uh, they had three defensive starters out, uh, and then uh, Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari for us was out—appendicitis or appendectomy or whatever—and uh, this is just the way the season has been going this far for us. Uh, mm. But luckily, it didn't affect us too much. Uh, but at least, you know, Aaron Rodgers was in. So, uh, so in the first half, uh, the team uh, seemed like it was in desperate need of a defibrillator, like some paddles to jumpstart its heart and electric shock yeah. its brain. Uh, so that was my mm. first thought. <laughs> so the yeah. defense looked like they had quit on Joe Barry in the first mm. half, and the offense couldn't make any plays against kind of a crappy D as we, you know, uh, so no excuses. We were, I'm not trying to whine or anything, but the officiating sucked. Uh, there were no penalties by either team dub bears uh, defenders had way too many holds. Like John said before, past five yards, can't do that. Uh, a lot of route altering pass interference. Uh, they were way too handsy and, uh, But on a positive note, Aaron Jones went over 5,000 rushing yards, I believe, for his career in the first half. And then Christian Watson had his uh, seventh TD reception in four games at the end of the half. And moving on to the second half, luckily, we kind of kicked it into gear. Don't sound too thrilled Um, about it. (laughs) Well, at first we were three and out and the thing that again got me was the poor officiating you know Aaron AJ Dillon fall, fell down got back up he wasn't touched down he gets back up and gets the first down but they called it down by contact they they meaning the yeah. refs and then of course yeah. LaFleur doesn't throw the challenge flag you know Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is yelling over to the sideline I think he was yelling at the sideline and not the officials right. and why didn't they throw the challenge flag? Because that is reviewable. So yeah. then on the next play, they didn't get, they didn't convert, and uh we had to punt. So right away you're kind of like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so um, and then I let noticed. Me... Hey yeah, Andy, go
0: ahead. let me let me throw in something really quick here. One thing I've been noticed about the play call. Yeah, why don't you throw the challenge flag? Is is ridiculous to me, but have you noticed? When we're uh, calling plays, we seem to pass when we should run, and run when we should pass.
1: That's yep. kind of
0: the feeling I get it because it's a, what was it fourth and one or fourth and yeah, three? Yeah, third or something.
1: and there's a third and one, two or
0: yeah, yeah. You know, just come we on, you had AJ
1: Dylan back there. He was running yeah. really well, and
0: he's five I, yards of He threw a
1: pass. Yeah, to, right.
0: Yeah, the Lizard, and he throws this pass where I'm like, what? Okay, so yeah. go on. And it was
1: it was kind of four down territory any, anyway, you oh, know, absolutely. and you're, so you're, why not run twice in a row and pick it up? And it still gets me that I understand Rogers is is just turned thirty-nine, he's a little bit fragile and whatnot, but can he every so often sneak it yeah. just to keep them no honest? And I don't want to get him hurt because Mahomes, I think a few years back, dislocated a kneecap or something doing it. And I totally understand why you wouldn't have him do it, but they will never expect it. Never Never. expect it. So how about just once in the next few Mm days, you know, games or once this season, can we please see a sneak? And so, but I do understand he's a little bit banged up with the ribs and everything. I do, do understand, but man... I just would like to see it once. Just give it just once, please. So, Uh anyway, but I noticed uh, during the second half, at least initially, um, I was watching him when he was doing some of the runs that he was doing and he was protecting his left shoulder. And then I was trying to figure out why isn't anybody hitting him? Can somebody hit him hard once? Because that one uh, touchdown run that he had in the first half nobody even touched them and no. everybody was missing tackles again it's uh-huh. like can somebody put a hit on them so there yeah. was. it just seemed there was a little bit of lack of urgency to begin with mm-hmm. uh, but on the start in the start of the uh i think it was the start of the fourth quarter we had our longest play of the game which was uh 38 yards on a pass interference penalty that had to be called basically the defensive back ran i think it was into christian watson and that was our biggest play up until then. But then, boy, did it change. You had A.G. Yeah. Dillon stepping up, had a 21-yard uh, TD run at the start of the fourth. And then you you know, had had all these big chunk plays throughout the day for Chicago uh, with Justin Fields with his, with his 55-yard TD run that I talked about, a 56-yard pass to Equiminius St. Brown. Seriously, yeah, couldn't do that when he played for us right Yeah. A bunch and then of that reject from uh new england Nikhil harry their wide receiver had a 49 yard pass big chunk plays which is unacceptable against yeah they're a bunch of a offense that stinks yeah but then all of a sudden we started getting some big chunk plays of our own christian watson mm-hmm. had another td run of 46 yards we got the uh two-point conversion from rogers to. Mercedes Lewis was an awesome play call. A veteran stepping up, making a play. Nice to see him do that. Big target. Easy throw. uh, Mm. Wide open. Beautiful call play. Loved it. And then uh, uh, Jari Alexander, I've been critical of him at times because Mm -hmm. he just seems really... I Hate to say it, not a good sportsman kind of cocky hat, you know. But anyway, yeah, but he did get his he did his yeah. get his fourth yeah. interception of the season and made yes, a big play for us. Uh very crucial play with I think it was just over two minutes left in the game. And yeah. then uh Keyshawn Nixon, who we had talked, had been doing great on the punt, uh sorry, kickoff returns. Um, I think Randall Cobb is doing some of the punt returns today, yes, but uh, Keyshawn Nixon uh came up with another big interception after that to seal the game. So um great job, great team effort. Uh it was just great yeah. to see. So yeah. It, it wonderful. was
0: wonderful. Yes. And it, it makes your week a better week, right? And everything. One of the one of the things I guess I really look at with this team is like we've talked about it, being balanced, being consistent. Uh and just seems like when we do that when we give you know, people a chance to run, whether it be Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, when we stay consistent with him and just let him run, whether he gets a one-yard play or a five-yard or whatever, eventually you just wear down as a defense, especially when you have that guy coming at you. Because even if he gets one or two yards, that's 200 and some pounds of quadzilla coming at you. Yeah, you kind of want to... <laughs> Say like, gosh, you know, I'm going to make a business decision, which they say in the NFL, and maybe I'll let him slip through that (laughs) that whole one uh, next time instead of meeting him full force. So, anyway, great win and everything. So, let's move on to our top Packers Blitz topic of the week. And one of the things I was really worried about this week was they were going to start Jordan Love. And I thought, oh, boy, okay, this is maybe not the time to do it. But Aaron Rodgers did something surprising this week that I never thought he would do. And he said, and I quote, he'd be willing or would be open to kind of sitting down and let jo- giving Jordan love a chance. He didn't say finish the season. I'm just throwing that in there. And I found that interesting because I felt Rodgers would never do that. Because Favre wouldn't do that. Are you crazy? Favre would never let Rodgers get in that game unless the game was garbage time and you're just kind of going through some things. And I think Rodgers, unfortunately, is thinking about retiring. And I know there's a great debate. And and Andy, obviously, will give you a talk about it too. But this can kind of be, how do I say, Aaron Rodgers now thinks, well, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe I should play. Maybe I should, you know, the receivers are playing better. You know, we'll get a draft picks. We'll have another year. You know, I can give, uh, Jordan some time to learn the offense a little bit. And let's, let's put it this way. I'll be honest. I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers leaving because everyone wants to annoy Jordan love, you know, and I'm not really sure if that's the greatest thing. Uh, Because, really, we have a small sample size of of Jordan Love. But if you remember last year, I believe, when we played in Kansas City and our defense played out of their mind, and I think Kansas City scored like 10 points or 12 points, and we lost like 12 to 7 or something. Jordan Love, against an average, in my opinion, Kansas City defense last year, didn't really show me anything. Even though, you know, he was prepared and he had – We have tape, and we know what we're going to do, and the defense played really well. And then when he came in the Philadelphia game, and and I know Darius Slay said something about from the cornerback from the Eagles said, hey, he was slinging it. I really like him. And other people were, oh, look at that pass, and they were showing it all over to ESPN and everything. It's time for Jordan Love. Yeah, again, small sample size. And what I say is, If we play Love, let's say, I don't know, the final two games against Minnesota, which they'll probably be wrestling their players, more than likely, and Detroit, eh, who knows what Detroit will want to do. Maybe they'll want to tank it so they can get another draft pick. Who knows? We're not really going to see Jordan Love in the best light. So, to me, again, Love is an interesting prospect, but I don't think he's the answer because – People remember when Rodgers came in for Favre in the Dallas Cowboys game. I think it was, I believe it's 2007. Rodgers almost won that game. And at that time, the Cowboys were really doing well. And they had a really good defense and a really good offense. Uh, and one of the things is when I saw Aaron Rodgers <laughs> at that time, I was like, he's it. That is the guy look what he can do so i don't see that with jordan love i see jordan love as almost like uh not a literally a backup quarterback i shouldn't say that i kind of see him as like a kirk cousins like yeah he's gonna do well but when it comes to really you know that big game and really get out there eh, probably not the guy you want behind center so my feeling is we need to go with Rodgers as long as we can. Uh, and Andy's going to talk about some cap numbers and some other thing that really affected too, that could make our decision an easy decision. But obviously I think Rodgers, in my opinion, is kind of thinking about, yeah, maybe I should retire and give this kid a chance. But with the day's win, maybe that changes his mind. Maybe he goes, Hey, we still have a good team here. We're going to get better next year. So, Andy, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I did want to mention before I move on to that, that um, yeah, Rogers was great in that Dallas game. And I think Dallas was, they were like 10 and one at the time. So, yeah, they were a really yeah. good team. And you can understand why the Packers were like, oh, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And again you can kind of see why people are kind of saying that a little bit about Jordan Love. He did come in, did a did a great job last week. Right. But, but we were um, we were
0: down in that game in the 2007 game. I think we were down by like three touchdowns. <laughs> so it and we almost won that game. So it's kind of a big difference when they're playing all their starters and really in the and we were playing um at 18T Stadium. So to me that's a big really big difference between what we saw in Philly versus what we saw with Rodgers in uh Dallas.
1: Yeah, Philly was playing more of a, almost like a prevent defense like yeah, they, they already was, knew they were going to win. Zone, so yeah. 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 I think uh I think Dallas was actually jockeying a little bit for playoff position that year too, so they needed to win that game, so they were not yes,
0: they did.
1: Yeah, they were not backing down at all and so no. for for Rogers to be able to form perform that well, you know, no no surprise, especially now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, be rest assured, John, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not retiring. Uh, he's oh, not. Really? Why? <laughs> we still owe him a lot of money, uh, one hundred and fifty point eight million dollars. So there's one hundred and fifty point eight million reasons why. So. You know, I, kudos to him if he wants to retire and everything. I mean, he's given up <laughs> basically. Next year, he has a fifty-nine point five million dollar contract in twenty twenty-three. This year, he's making forty-two million, uh, but next year he's bumping that up seventeen point five million, and then in twenty twenty-four he's supposed to make forty-nine point three. So yeah, no, we're kind of <laughs> tied to Aaron Rodgers and. Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, if he's not playing for us, he'll be playing for somebody else. Um, but he's going to have his money, and uh, so because of that, I I don't see him giving up that type of loot, uh, at least, at least not in the near future, at least not the next couple of no. years. So, but anyway, be rest assured, Packer fans and John, I don't think that's happening. So I hope not. But um, <laughs> All week, I had a whole bunch of uh, headlines blowing up my phone, so I'm gonna okay. read off some of these. And this basically, they were calling for uh, Jordan Love to take over for Aaron Rodgers and and supplant him for the next few games, so we could, you know, check him out, give him a shot, or whatever. But uh, I just wanted to read some of these headlines because I think there's some of them are kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, okay, um, the Packers' future may be brighter than we thought, and again, they're referring to. Jordan Love being the, oh, the bright boy. spot. Um, okay. The Green Bay Packers urged to pick Jordan Love over Rusty Aaron Rodgers as QB one. Uh, the third one. Uh, it's time for the Packers to sit Aaron Rodgers and find out if Jordan Love is the future. And I, oh, I know boy. these are really long titles and long uh, you yeah. know headlines, but they were. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, and then there was another one. It's time for the Packers to sit Aaron Rodgers and find out if Jordan Love is the future. Uh, The ones that uh, John is really going to love is this one, (laughs) the next two, Passing the Torch, in quotes. Skip Bayless boldly, and they put boldly in caps, (laughs) boldly claims that Aaron Rodgers getting replaced by Jordan Love marks the end of an era for the Packers legend. Passing Mm. the torch, good old Skip Bayless.
0: Oh, Skip. And then
1: here's one from Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Stephen A. All right. It's been long enough. And that's a quote from Stephen A. Oh, of course. Stephen A. Smith demands. Oh, yeah. Of course, he demands. (laughs) Demands in caps lock demands. That's hilarious. That's awesome. He demands the Packers uh, shut down Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable. Yeah, he is an idiot. Steven's AC. He's Smith. an idiot. So he's telling he's demanding that the Packers shut down Aaron Rodgers after this abysmal season and try out Jordan Love instead.
0: Uh-huh. But it was the last
1: one that got me thinking a little bit. So I'm gonna go through a little of these. And if you have some comments, yeah. and you already did a little bit. Yeah, um little bit. so yeah, so um I I saw this one which um, I'm going to skip the other one, but so I'm going to personally rebut this last one. So the headline was three reasons why the Green Bay Packers must shut down Aaron Rodgers and start oh Jordan God. Love. And this was from sportsnot.com. I have no idea no, what that is, it. but okay. no, I never heard of. It. so the first thing was uh, that the Packers need to prepare for the future which is basically tank for a better pick in the 2023 draft. Yeah, yeah, as John and I talked about before, as of November 28th, we had the ninth pick in the draft. It's probably going to be higher than that, but it's going to probably be in the 10 to 15 range, I would assume, yeah, uh, the way too. things have been going. Um, you know, The Packers could draft another quarterback if they had to. I'm not mm-hmm. telling them to do that. Um, no, but they one. could. It's a pretty good quarterback draft. But if you're gonna do that, you better make sure that you have done something with Jordan Love yeah. and have talked to Aaron Rodgers ahead yeah. of time and blah blah blah. Somebody yes. calls to you. I, I'm yeah. not saying they should, but they're gonna have a high draft pick. They're better mm-hmm. off, of course, getting some weapons <laughs> for a future for Hall. Or an of offensive
0: lineman, because Bakhtiari would uh, be nice.
1: You know, yep.
0: Uh-huh. Bakhtiari is done. I mean, let's let's just put him out the past year and let's come on.
1: Yep yeah and and so we are still not mathematically eliminated of, or of course so, <laughs> so again there's no reason to bench him um it's <laughs> yeah. two percent we had a two percent chance as of saturday uh after today hopefully it's a little bit better Um yeah, but erod gives you the best chance to win and yeah. again you're paying him 42 million dollars to sit on the bench come on yeah and come on. so made the floor uh, made the the only choice he should have made, which was to play Aaron Rodgers today. And then the second thing that they mentioned, Jordan Love deserves, deserves a chance to prove himself. And I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. No. So
0: he's had 2020,
1: 2021, 2022, yes. Yes. and he's been in practices. He's had, I mean, I yes. know he hasn't.
0: In preseason. He's
1: I know he hasn't played a lot during the season, but he's been in the preseason and you know. Yeah. So uh Jordan Love actually has a 3.94 million dollar salary about 4 million for 2023, then it bumps up in 2024. Uh they project him out at about 20 million plus. Yeah, so 20 million, they're going to yeah. have to make a decision yes. soon. But next year at least he only has about a 4 million dollar um salary. So um, again, um, I don't think he deserves that. I think you're no. you're tied to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yes, is boy. a better player, period. And oh, so, yeah. you know, if, if Jordan Love wants to outplay him during practice and all the other thing and, and he just shines and they decide, okay, we're making a, a change, fine, whatever. But um, I don't think that's the right way to word it. That he deserves a chance. So the third thing they mentioned was Aaron Rodgers can no longer hold Green Bay hostage. I mean, seriously, we drama. say
0: that.
1: Gosh, and it's too late for that. It's too late for that. The Green Bay front office already went in on Aaron Rodgers, and there, there is, he's not holding the Packers hostage. The ho- no. the Green Bay Packers made a decision. Um, they were forced to because he had won two consecutive. MVPs. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to trade him or not trade him? him? Yeah. Come on. So So, Yeah. none of that, please. Uh, The holding Green Bay Packers hostage.
0: I want to bring up something here really quick, Andy, uh, that will help with our debate and everything. So if you remember John Elway near the end of his career where he won two Super Bowls back to back, one against us, they cheated. We already know that. Look at the film. <laughs> um, but if you remember that game, one of the things is that famous helicopter spin that John Elway did, I think it was like third and five or something in the Super Bowl 32. And yep. he came running,
1: got hit there mid time, I think Elway,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think at this yep. time,
1: Elway going in for was a, a TD,
0: yeah, he was late 30s. And he, they hit him, and he did a helicopter spin. And I knew right then and there, this guy wants it more than we do, and they're going to win this game. They're going to win the Super yeah. Bowl.
1: And so, I knew it was this. I knew it was this last game, John. I'm like, so, he's he's, yeah. he's going out on top. He's going to win this game.
0: But remember, he came back and beat Atlanta the next year to win back-to-back Super Bowls when they hadn't right. won nothing. But here's my point. My point is, what did they do in Denver? they said, okay, John Elway is not the guy anymore. So we're going to surround him with extremely talented people on offense and defense. So they built their defense up. They built their offense up. So he had an amazing Terrell Owens. No, not Terrell Owens. whatever their running back was uh, for the Broncos. And they had Shannon Sharp. And they had a a a great offensive line, so really all John Elway had to do was just go back there and manage the game,
1: right? Don't. Yeah, that was Terrell Davis, by the way.
0: Terrell Davis, thank
1: thank you. Fantastic running back that uh, Bonehead, Shanahan. He got hurt on. Yeah,
0: correct. So a lot of speed. Yeah, if you remember that. Yeah, and if you remember that. The reason he won those Super Bowls was not him. (laughs) Or if you want to look at someone recent, Peyton Manning, the reason Broncos won a Super Bowl wasn't because of Peyton Manning, right? If you remember the Carolina uh, Broncos Super Bowl, one of the worst Super Bowls ever, in my opinion. Just, oh, that stunk. But again, the Broncos won it in spite of Peyton Manning. The Broncos won it in, in spite of John Elway. So my feeling is what they need to do, and I know we don't have the salary cap to do it, and I get what they're saying for a held hostage. I would come up to Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers and be like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to go all in. For next year, we're going to go get bringing some veterans. We're going to be drafting a little higher, so we'll be able to bring in some people. Maybe we can trade that draft pick, bring in some uh, more weapons for you, Aaron. And if Aaron says, eh, "I don't know," I think I'm going to leave. Which I, he's not going to. But let's say he, you know, has some ayahuasca and he goes like, "You know, somebody told him to leave." <laughs> some green fairy shows up and tells him to leave. He really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, then we kind of Jordan Love. So then if you're with Jordan Love, you're like, oh, what do we do now, <laughs> right? Do we just draft around him because it's going to take him some while? Do we do the same thing? So my opinion is this. Jordan Love, I think you can trade him. Well, they should have traded him this year, in my opinion. But maybe there's something you can work out. I just think that you should go the L Or the Peyton Manning way, and have Rodgers just be surrounded by people instead of this draft and develop stuff that's not working. (laughs) Go out and trade those draft picks for a veteran, bring that person in. Because when we talk about our draft preview, Andy and I, really, when you go through us, yes, we need some offensive line help. Defense, we've drafted so much. I mean, we just need a coach who can come in and and really make those players better. And offense, Yes, we we need some players again, like offensive line and maybe another weapon. But again, we're not that far far off. We're not like you know, five, six, seven players away. We're like maybe two, three, you know, possibly. Who knows? So that's kind of my opinion about it. I didn't know if you had any final thoughts about the whole Jordan Love playing, not playing, uh, Andy. If you wanted to go over that.
1: Actually, I just wanted to comment. There's no guarantees in the first round when you're picking a quarterback either. So no. usually with recent drafts, you're lucky you find one One really good quarterback out of yeah. some, usually you know, two to yeah. four will be drafted yeah. in the first round. So there's mm-hmm. no guarantees. You're lucky you find one.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: just a coin flip. We know what we have in Aaron Rodgers. We know yes, we he did. can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So...
0: With the right talent, so okay, so <laughs> in Packer parentheses,
1: fans, yep,
0: <laughs> Yeah. So, Packer fans, we'd love to hear about what you think about that. You know, we're always willing to listen to you guys, and I'm gonna be setting up that email pretty soon so you can email us um, at Packers Blitz because we'd love to hear your opinion. So, next game is just the Rams, and I'm <laughs> I'm thinking that, ouch. Whoops. Well, okay. <laughs> Out. Okay. We get to you talking about that I, I'm thinking just my thoughts Are really one line I'm thinking ESPN goes Can we change this <laughs> Can we Can we flex Can we do anything uh, yeah. I have nothing to bring to the table Monday other night football Yeah So <laughs> we have a week 14 bye And then uh, Andy why don't you give you A quick very quick preview Of this Great game, Monday night game coming
1: out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we play play the defending Super Bowl champion LA Rams. Uh they are three and eight. Uh they are doing mm-hmm. pretty well at the moment. I'm looking on my phone. They're right, only, down only down by one point. Yeah, they're only down by one against the the uh it gets the Seattle Seahawks. They're playing. It's 14-13 thirteen, yeah. they're down. So they no, might give what? us a game. Hopefully we you know. We mm-hmm. won't have any problem, but who knows. I mean, so, the, so again, um, they they're, they have a worse record than we have. So yeah. that's very, very surprising. And they
0: just won the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just – yeah, they're just uh, – so some of the words that comes to mind, at least about their offense, the national media has said horrible, painful to watch. I think I heard mm-hmm. that once. And mm-hmm. devoid of talent. Um, so mm-hmm. Stafford's hurt mm-hmm. right now. Cooper Cups on IR. You got Allen Robinson, season-ending surgery, I think, on his leg. Um, the offensive line has been ravaged by injuries, and that's probably the thing that's hurt them the most. Uh, yeah. The six offensive linemen missing time, and uh, I, and again, another quote from the national media: "NFL's worst offensive line." And then they they even. They even uh, dealt uh, starting running back uh, Daryl Henderson to the Jacksonville Jaguars for some reason. And they just have a horrible running game as well. So really not too much to say about the L.A. Rams offense, although they put up 13 points today. Uh, So uh, then the L.A. Rams defense, uh, the all-world defensive tackle Aaron Donald is out. He has the dreaded high ankle sprain which usually Ooh. takes four to six weeks to heal. Yeah, so I, I really don't think, they say he's week to week. I really mm. think he's not going to play against us. No, and then their, their secondary is led by cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he does have the ability ability to be a shutdown corner, but it's not fully realized because the LAD plays zone most of the time and because of that he's not always on the best wide receiver so i kind of noticed that again in some of the games that i'd watched him play it's like he's not on always on the best wide receiver so um no. and that's the reason that they lost to the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers the other other week because uh, they basically played zone and Brady picked them apart right at the end i think it was in uh Right at the end of the game in the in the fourth quarter to win the game. Came back. Another Brady classic, which we don't like talking about Tom Brady, but um so in a nutshell, oh, Ug. <laughs> yeah. Ugh for that game. So you know, hopefully so another victory. Sign-
0: yeah. So why don't you sign us off here in the show, Andy? Why don't you sign us off?
1: Sure, I can do that. Uh, so, c- congrats to Christian Watson on being the NFL rookie offensive player of the month for November. Congrats to the Packers for a hard to come by win. And congrats to any and all Packer fans out there who still believe in Aaron Rodgers. And yes. thank you all so much for listening to Packers Blitz.
0: And thank you uh, again so much, like Andy said, for listening to Packers Blitz. Hit the subscribe button. Yeah, we're a local podcast so we we need all the downloads we can get to continue this and to continue to have fun and like andy said it best it's so nice i can do it with my good buddy and, and talk about packers and everything but it, it, it's only if you guys are you know subscribing to us and you know, really making us kind of rise up the charts so we can continue to do this we will most likely <laughs> in the and future because we I love did want to mention john everything. i know I'm, I'm
1: stealing your thunder uh everybody out no, no, there right. make sure that you listen to john's other podcast that he does with two really nice ladies uh what it's called dairyland, dairyland? Right. Yeah. right yeah
0: so check check that out that's something i love i love the packers and the paranormal so it's kind of a fun thing for me to do so We love you, Packer fans. Uh, Andy is taking a nice trip, taking some time off. So next week we might be a little bit later with our show, and it's a bye week, so we might talk about some draft picks. We might talk about whatever we want because it's our show, and that's what I love about the freedom. We can talk about whatever we want. So we love you, Packer fans. Have a great week. Andy, you have a great week too, buddy.
1: Thanks, John. Take care.